This is day five together of our look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to look at verses 28 to 31 today. In fact, let me begin by reading those verses. 1 Corinthians 12, 28 to 31. And in the church, God has appointed first of all apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then workers of miracles, also those having gifts of healing, those able to help others, those with gifts of administration, and those speaking in different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? But eagerly desire the greater gifts. And now I will show you the most excellent way. As we read through these verses, Paul adds to the list that he gave us at the beginning of this chapter. Earlier, he gave us a list of nine different gifts, wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discernment, tongues, interpretation. And now he gives us a list of some other gifts. First, he starts with some roles. He talks about apostles and prophets and teachers, and then some more gifts. He talks about miracles and helps and administration. And one of the questions you might have is, why does he put an order to some of these? He says, first of all, apostles, second, prophets. Is he saying that some gifts are more important than others? Well, he's just told us that they're all equally important, and in fact, the least noticed are the most important. And apostles were very noticed. So obviously he's not saying these are the most important gifts. What he's giving us here is an order of ministry. In the church, as a church is starting, first apostles, then prophets, then teachers. You see, apostles, that's a gift to be a missionary. Apostles were the ones who first went into a city and started the church. So apostles get things started. And then prophets are those who tell the truth about Jesus. Now I know we've got this idea that Old Testament prophets told the future. And every once in a while they did that, but most of the time they just told the truth even in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, prophets are all about just telling the truth. And they tell the truth about Jesus. They lead people to faith in Christ. They win people to Christ. So you got apostles, they start things out first. Then prophets, they win people to Christ in the church. And then third, you've got teachers who teach those, who disciple those who've been one. That's the idea of first, second, and third here. Now with that in mind, there's this list that we have. We've talked about it at the beginning of the week, and now here we are at the end of the week. And in many ways, this is what most interests us about this chapter. I'm glad we've talked, first of all, about the reason for the gifts. Because once you have that in mind, then the idea of which gift is mine and how does it work, it becomes a little less important. You have a little bit more freedom and discovery because you realize God's given me one. And I'm a part of his church. As long as I'm trying to use it in his church, he's going to show it to me eventually because he wants to glorify himself. So you don't have to worry about it. You just work together in the church and you see what emerges, see what God does. But in light of that, I would like to walk through these gifts that we've seen this week and see what kinds of gifts are out there. In the list earlier, in this list, you really see three sort of general categories or areas of gifts. And that might help you to think through what giftedness has God put into my life? As you look through these gifts, you see speaking gifts, you see serving gifts, and you see what some call spectacular gifts. The speaking gifts, let's just walk through these, what these gifts are. And as we walk through it, maybe one of them, your heart warms to it. If it does, then you try that gift out. You find a place to try it. For instance, one of the speaking gifts is a word of wisdom. That's the ability to apply God's truth to everyday life and to show people, other people, how to do that. You tell other people how to do that. Now, you don't have to preach a sermon to 10,000 people in order to do that. You can do that to one person in your family or to a small group. In fact, you might see this in your small group, that God has given you oftentimes a word of wisdom. Oh, here's how this truth fits into this decision in my life. That's a spiritual gift. Or another spiritual gift is a word of knowledge. 
A word of knowledge is the ability to communicate God's truth for a situation in life. Knowledge is knowledge about who God is and how God acts, knowledge about God's Word. And somehow you're able to see as somebody's talking about a situation, oh, here's what the Bible has to say about that. Or here's how the Bible fits into that. Wisdom has to do with putting God's Word into action in my life. Knowledge has to do with understanding the truth of God's Word as a foundation oftentimes for my life. Oftentimes, knowledge has to do with the doctrine of God's Word, and wisdom has to do with the practice of God's Word. Not always, but oftentimes. And then there's another speaking gift, the gift of faith. That's the ability to raise the vision of others. Now, all of us as Christians are to have faith. So we're not talking about having faith here. We're not talking about you having more faith than another person. The gift of faith is not just about how much faith you have. Remember, the gifts are given to minister to others. So the gift of faith is you can raise the vision of others. You can help them to see with faith. Then there's the gift of prophecy, the ability to preach God's word, to let people know, to tell forth who God is so that people see how he can be at work in their lives. And the gift of teaching. That's the ability to interpret God's word, to communicate it clearly and specifically to help believers to be discipled in their faith, to grow in their faith. Those are some of the speaking gifts. A very brief description. Don't take that description as whole. There are other things I could have said, but it might just give you an idea of what God is doing in your life, what gifts he's given you. There are the speaking gifts, and then there are the serving gifts. Serving gifts that we see here are helps, administration, and discernment. Helps is the ability to give assistance or aid to other people. It's one of the most important gifts in the church. Things have to get done. People have to be served. It might be somebody who needs to be served with food, or it might be somebody who needs to be served with the way the church service is set up, or somebody who needs to be served by finding out how to get from point A to point B. There's a thousand, there's a million ways to serve people. Do you love doing that? There's just something about you that, oh, there's fulfillment when I do that. And also people feel loved when I do that. That's the gift of helps. There's also the gift of administration mentioned here. That's the ability to lead others, to manage the affairs of the church. To help is to set up a chair. To have the gift of administration is to figure out, hey, we got to get some chairs set up around here. So we need 15 people to show up four hours before this in order to do this. We need to do it on a weekly basis. So here's the chart. Here's how we're going to set it up. You set it up so that that gift of helps is actually amplified, is strengthened. If you've got one person trying to set up a thousand chairs, <laughs> they may have the gift, but they're going to get worn out. But if somebody with the gift of administration gets 10 people there or 100 people there, all of a sudden the gift is better used. So it takes both of them working together. And then there's also the gift of discernment that's talked about here. That's the ability to discern between truth and error, to see as people are serving whether they're serving out of a heart for God or out of a heart of selfishness. Now, part of this is just human wisdom. Over time, you learn to figure out what people's motivations are. But there's more to this than that. There's also a spiritual gift that can sense, that can see, hmm, this is not the right thing to do at this moment, or this is the right thing to do at this moment. This is a serving gift, but it also goes a little beyond that. It's also a leadership gift. So you might call these, actually in the church, serving is leading. So when I talk about serving gifts, I'm also talking about leading gifts. And knowing the right thing to do at the right time or understanding the right person to put in the right place at the right time or understanding that's the wrong person to put in that place at this time, those are discernment gifts that have to do with leading in the kingdom. Speaking gifts, serving gifts, and then there's this list of spectacular gifts, which we love to talk about a lot. Miracles, that's the ability to perform uh, maybe a healing miracle particularly, but any miracle is an act contrary to natural laws. A healing miracle particularly is 
either emotionally or, or physically or spiritually, you're seeing somebody being healed. It might be a one-on-one situation or it might be you're praying for a number of people in a, in a situation. The gift of tongues, that's the ability to speak in a language unknown by the speaker. And the gift of interpretation of tongues is the ability to interpret the meaning of a tongue. Now, as I said a couple, at the beginning of this week, there is some argument about which of these gifts should be used in which church and how. And what I say is, don't use a gift to glorify yourself. And sometimes these spectacular gifts, they can tend towards that. Yeah, so you have to be careful. Sometimes the speaking gifts can tend towards that as well. I'm using the gift to glorify myself. And don't use a gift in opposition to the leadership of the church. God's put those leaders there for a reason. If, God, if you say, God's given me a gift that I can't use in this church, well, maybe you need to be in a different body. Maybe he has a different church for you to be in. That doesn't say anything bad about the church you're in or anything great about the church you go to. It's just saying what family God wants you in. What gift has God given you? Now, as we look through these gifts, are we somehow to have all the gifts? Is the goal somehow to gain another gift and another gift so that as a Christian, eventually I have them all? Absolutely not. We need each other in the body. That means we've all been given different gifts. So we're not to have all the gifts, and neither are any of us to have one of these gifts, like, okay, all of us should have the gift of faith, or all of us should have the gift of helps, or all of us should have the gift of tongues, or all of us should have the gift of preaching. No, God has given the gifts so that we are different in the body. Sometimes we allow our own human nature to take away the glory of what God wants to do at this point. This was happening in Corinth. They had allowed what was supposed to be a mark of strength through their unity to become a weakness of the church. By comparing and competing, they were desiring only the gifts that were getting the most notice in that church. Well, that's happened again and again and again. It's happening still today. You're going to be tempted towards that in your own life. I certainly am. So Paul, knowing that, says, what gifts should you desire? And he says, here's what you should desire. You should desire the greater gifts. He says, in fact, I'm going to show you the greater gifts. I'm going to show you the most excellent way. And that's for next week. That's chapter 13. Paul shows us the greater gifts. He shows us the most excellent way. As we end this week, looking forward to next week and what he's going to show us, we end a week of looking at God's giftedness in your life, how he wants to use you to make a difference. And as we end, I want to pray for you. Lord, I pray for each person here in this right now. I pray that you would glorify yourself through your gifts in their life. In this man's life, in this woman's life, I pray that you'd show yourself who you are. Whether others notice the gift or not, help them to see what gift you've given, help them to use that gift in your body, and through that, Jesus, glorify yourself now and all the way into eternity. Lord, instead of getting stuck on our human way of looking at things, comparing, jealousy, competing. Help us instead, Lord, to become enamored with the fact that you have gifted us and that we get to live out those gifts the rest of our lives. Show us how. Show us how today we pray. In your name, amen. We've looked together this week at how God wants to use your gifts, even in the midst of a crisis like the coronavirus. God's put us into this world as the body of Christ. Next week, we're going to look together at 1 Corinthians 13, which, as many of you know, is the love chapter. It's a chapter about how God wants to use your love in powerful ways. We're going to see this next week that, in fact, our love is even more powerful than our gifts. So as you think about how to minister to people today, people who are hurting, people who are afraid and 
world where there's a lot of things changing right now, a lot of things that are up in the air. I want to remind you, even before we get to next week, of the power of God's love through your life. God wants to love people through you today. Join us this next week. We're going to look together at 1 Corinthians 13 and God's power of love.